Hey, hey, this is the Michigan Maniac Podcast, and I am your host, Adam Brewer. This is the big game pregame, Rutgers. Whew! All right, let's get through this, guys. Um, before we do uh, get into this fantastic program, let's go ahead and get to the housekeeping of it all, right? So, basically, I'm on all social media, and I'm talking Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. I'm on the YouTube, peeps. Uh, check us out. I mean, it's a, obviously you love the show just like I do. And if you go ahead and go to Apple Podcasts or the Michigan Maniac fan page, I will, and you rate and review, okay? Just because the algorithms, and you know my, you know my goal, I want to be the number one independent podcast for Michigan football. I'm not taken care of by anybody big. Not I'm just not one of those guys. So I need all the help I can get. Plain and simple, I need all the help I can get. So subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, leave rate and review at I, at the uh, Apple Podcast or the Michigan fan page. I'm a little wandering right now. But uh, do that, and I will send you a sticker. So hit me up in the DM. Let me know your name. Uh, address, all that. Hell, I don't care. P.O. Box, fake address. If you want the sticker, I don't care. I will give you whatever you want, whatever you, whatever address you send me. I will give it to you. I don't care what it is. So do that, and then we'll get and we'll get moving. I love it. I got new stickers out. Be quite honest. This is what you'll be looking for, guys. Brand new sticker. Woo! Pretty great. Pretty fantastic. The white background is only the paper, so it's pretty, it's uh, see-through. Whoa! All right. So, but before we get into it, uh, Barry, Kent, your Peter, all your stuff was mailed out today, so it's coming to you. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy the stickers. Um, and just... Before we do get into it, thank you guys. I, I want to always be thankful to you guys because it's been amazing. The, the numbers have been dropped because, let's face it, who wants to listen to Michigan football stuff when they suck? I get it. But you guys still do it. You still come to me and check out what I have to say, and that's been that's really been fantastic. The YouTube thing is taking off slowly, but hey, I should have done it a long time ago, so that was on me. I'm a-okay with that. You guys have been fantastic. I really, really thank you. So it just makes me want to work harder to put out even a better product for you guys. Um, so yeah, let's get <laughs> let's get into this ridiculousness. Can you believe? Can you believe the first week of the season? And I was laughing. I mean, go back and look. I was laughing that Michigan State lost to Rutgers. I thought it was insane that somebody could lose to Rutgers. I thought it was insane. And now I am torn and thinking that maybe we'll lose. I mean, that's a real thing. We might fucking lose to Rutgers. Because if you compare, you do a comparison team to team, we're not much better. We are not much better than mother effing Rutgers. That's a shock to the, that's that is a kick to the balls. I'll tell you that much right now. You know what another kick to the balls is? Before we get into breaking down this game, it is only a rumor, only a rumor. But 
Zach Charbonnet may be transferring. That's right. It was behind a USC fan-based paywall, so kind of like 24-7 or something like that. It's kind of the equivalent to Chris Ballas. And I give this to my buddy, uh, Brad E.G., that kid. I mean, you want a good follow, follow Brad G. on, uh, on in, uh, not on Instagram, but on uh, Twitter. He always finds out the good stuff for me. He's my insider, man. Uh, so I don't know. Rumor? Rumor. But he could be transferring to USC. Now, would you blame him? Would, would you blame him? He broke a Michigan football record and touchdown scored in one season by a true freshman last season. Now he has, I don't know, dick amount of carries. I don't know what dick amount is in actual carries, but I know it's pretty low. Let's see if I can find the actual numbers here. Um, dude, it's so low, I didn't even bother to write it. I didn't even bother to write it in my notes. That's how far off Charbonnet has fallen in this in this regime. In this Harbaugh regime. I don't I, I I well, I mean I guess you could look at it two ways, right? I mean one way you can be like, okay, he's leaving to go back home to be closer to family and play for SC. So maybe that's all it is. Or and then also on that tip, you could say, oh, well, that opens up room for Donovan Edwards to be like, hey, man, we got room. Does he want to come to Michigan and only get the ball three times a game when he scored six times in the first half in his, in his high school football game last week? Is that what he wants to do? I don't get, I don't, I don't get this, let's use all four running backs. I don't understand it. I don't I don't get it. I mean, if Jay Harbaugh and Gaddis, and I said Jay, cannot understand with, or can't come up with a consensus, number one and number two back, then it falls on Jim Harbaugh to make the big, the big decisions. Now, I know it's tough, Jimmy boy. Oh, Jim Barino. I know it's tough, but guess what? That's why we pay you, or not we, but that's why Michigan pays you $7 million a year. That's right, not over your lifetime, but $7 million a year to make the hard decisions. So if your coordinator and your positional coach can't come up with one and two, God knows why. I don't know why you couldn't come up with the number one and two when we had a clear one and two last year. You need to... Grab your sack, pal, and make a mother-effing decision. A decision of just what a grown man would do. And I know you're a grown man, Jimbo. You used to be anyways. I don't know what kind of helicopter parenting bullshit classes you've been to, Jimbo, that you have now decided everyone's great. We just have to ask them to look into their innate greatness. Innate greatness. You're the coach. You don't ask them to look into it. You pull it out of them. That's the whole point of we that's why Michigan pays you $7 million a year to 
pull out the innate greatness. Don't ask him to do it. Don't say, hey, buddy, how you feeling today? Are you okay? Is everything just working all right in your world? Because we really need you to look inside yourself and pull out your innate greatness. I know I'm a coach, and I should just be punishing you until you decide that you're going to pull out your innate greatness. Or, shocker, mind blower, I'll sit your punk ass on the bench. Whoa, that used to work for, I don't know, generations of football teams. The threat of, hey, mother effer, if you don't pull out your innate greatness, you're going to sit your innate greatness ass on the mother effing bench. And then you can tell all the other people sitting on the bench how great you are and how the innate greatness needs to come out with the better coach. And then you can kiss your little innate greatness to, to Foot Locker when you tell all the other shoe people how great you could have been in college that's where the people who can't bring out their innate greatness i'm not even using this correctly but the innate greatness when they can't pull it out when they need to they belong they belong at kenny shoes they belong at Foot Locker. they belong at the next verizon phone store that you go to they do not belong as a starting running back or fullback or offensive lineman or quarterback on the Michigan Wolverines because you were asked to pull out your innate greatness. And then Jim Harbaugh then should be the manager of any said establishment I just mentioned because you can ask a shoe guy, hey, we need you today, Dennis, to pull out your innate greatness and sell about five pairs of shoes. Not when you're a football coach at one of the most prestigious blue blood organizations in the history of college effing football who gets paid $7 million to be like, hey, we need you to pull out your innate greatness. You dick. So maybe that might be the only rant of the night, but you know it's not. So let's get into some stuff, right? I'm not going to get into this game yet. I got a lot of stuff I got to blow off. Like, I really do like the quarterback battle. Finally, Jim Harbaugh said all positions are up to battles, are up to reassessment. Wow. Wow, way to go. Did you come that, Did you come with that to a consensus? Did you ask your, your, your positional coaches that we need to have a, a battle for all these? You genius. Did $7 million finally sink into that brain of yours? Huh, Captain Comeback? Are you still looking at that old fossil we call Don Brown, Captain No Blitz? I know his name is Dr. Blitz, and I fucked that up the original time. I should have been Dr. No Blitz, but... Hey, I screw things up. But guess what? I don't make $7 million a year to make that mistake. I make... So this way, I can make those mistakes and we'll just laugh it off. Like I'm just kind of some silly guy. It's better than making $7 million a year and asking players they need to maybe come out with their innate greatness. Whew. So, okay, here are the battles that I think are the most important. You say, Adam. If you were the coach, you can complain about Jimmy Harbs all you want, but if you were the coach, how would you change things? Well, it would be very simple. Very, very simple. I don't know. Let's put it this way. They say Don Brown's uh, scheme is so complicated. It's so complicated that a mere freshman can't understand it. Can't understand it. But yet, every team that just shows up, hasn't played in three weeks, shows up and knows every key that they need to do 
to pound us into the ground. So I can't believe it's that complex. I really can't. I can't believe you need a, a decoder ring that you find in the crack in the jack box to then decode the specialness of John of Don Brown's genius of of defense. I just can't. I play defense. I used to play defense a long time ago, and I know one thing. I know one thing. On the defensive line, there's only two things you need to do. Defensive tack, defensive ends. We'll go defensive ends. Keep contain. Once you have contain, then rush the passer. Pretty simple. I don't know if you need all the complexities in the world to understand that you keep contain. That means if you see a running back going into motion, you keep your eyes on the stupid mother effer because maybe, just maybe, he's going to get that ball because you've got contain. You're the wall. You've got to make sure anybody coming your way, you've got an eyeball on. Boo! Whoa, crazy. That's complex, I'll tell you that. Do the innate greatness of these of these Michigan Wolverines understand the complexity, the defensive ends, do they understand the complexity of keeping the edge? I don't know. Maybe they don't. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm maybe it's so complex that I can't even fathom it in my own brain. Maybe I can't. Maybe not me in my own brain. Maybe I have the same coronavirus that affects Jim Harbaugh's brain. Maybe it's a special, it's a special like, uh, like strain that you didn't even know existed, but just seeps into the brains of super exceptional people, makes them dumb as AF. Dumb AF. That's what they are when it seeps in their brain. I must because I, I would think if you're a defensive end, you got to keep the contain, keep the contain, and then guess what? mind blower here if you're a defensive tackle you've got to push you got to actually push the offensive lineman out of his routine push him back stop him from uh, stop him from pulling do whatever it is you need to do so you break up the pass so you break up the the continuity so you don't make the quarterback and the running back just feel like they're at home on a weekend just you know reading us today or whatever the hell these kids do nowadays or you know planning their tiktok videos you would think that a def i mean it can't be more complicated than that and if you want to stunt fine stunt but i mean you got if if you have to stunt constantly that means your technique and you as a player can't beat the offensive tackle or guard that you're stunting against you just can't one-on-one, -on -one, you should be able to beat those guys. And I'm sorry, we recruit higher than Wisconsin. We recruit higher than Rutgers. We recruit higher than every team we've played this season. This season, we have recruited. Check it. Check rivals. Check 24-7. Anyone you want. We are recruiting higher, maybe even 10 to 15 classes higher than every one of those teams we just played. Everyone. But yet, our defensive tackles can't get any effing pressure. It's not on the player. That's straight coaching, son. That's Dr. Noblitz up in there, not knowing a damn thing. That is the arrogance. Maybe it's just the arrogance of Michigan coaching staff. And guess who sets, guess who sets the culture? Our $7 million guy. The ostrich with his head in the sand, Jim Harbaugh. Mr. Helicopter Perrin himself. That's right. He sets that. He sets the arrogance.
I don't know, man. I guess if we don't have defensive tackles who can blow dudes up in the middle, then why are we recruiting them? And don't tell me that it's coaching uh, intricacies. It's like it's so complicated. It can't be. It can't be that complicated when you're a defensive tackle. The only thing you have to do is plug holes and create pressure. That's it. That's all you have to do. And if you get any more fancy than that, you're dumb. I just, I don't get it. So anyways, what would I do to change this team right now? Here are the open battles. Quarterback, open battle. Tight end, open battle. Guard, open battle. Linebackers, open battle. Now, I'm not talking about, I'm talking about one linebacker in general, and that is you, Josh Ross. Battle for your position. Barrett's doing pretty good for himself. I know your people are going to say, Josh Ross is one of our highest tacklers. He has no idea what to do with anything else. He just doesn't. He doesn't know how to do the zone. He just doesn't. Now, maybe that's because he still has some rust from being off for a whole year, so maybe that's it. That's why it's a battle. That's why it's not get your ass off the field. We're putting somebody else in there. I'll give you the chance to battle for your position. But don't tell me he's doing great in anything else. He may get a lot of tackles, but that, where is he getting the tackle at? Plus eight yards past the past the line of scrimmage? Come on, man. What are we doing here? Just to, to quote the great Joe Biden. Come on, man. What are we doing? Uh... Also, cornerback battle, wide open. Wide the F open. I, I've i not seen anything. The only reason why Vincent Gray and Jamon Green didn't get exposed last week was because our two starting cornerback, our two starting defensive ends were out. So as a running team, which Wisconsin is, you got big bruisers up front, and I know you got the slowest white men in the history of white men running the ball back there. But at least, you know, when you line up face-to-face -face and you see the chubby face assassin uh, right there at the defensive end when he's a defensive tackle, uh, you know, well, hey, let's set this edge. And let's just start, dude, speed. You got the speed sweep, the, the end arounds, all of it with wide receivers. I think Wisconsin had, what, one or two wide receivers with over 100 yards rushing? Or that's what the whole wide receiving core did. Rushing. Rushing. That means they don't respect our defensive ends. I don't think it takes a genius to figure out that Captain No Blitz or Dr. No Blitz had no one on the defensive end that could have done anything. And then you're like, well, maybe, just maybe, they're going to take advantage of that. I know you've got a hole in the boat the size of this helmet in your defensive backfield, but still, you were trying to take care of that, and you didn't even set. You didn't even have any idea how to how to effectively change their running game, even after halftime. And everybody, even me, I have been on record talking about how much I love how Don Brown's able to to reassess at the halftime and really make some big changes. Not this year. Oh, not this year. He ain't doing. Maybe he's hitting crack. Maybe he's eating the edibles. I don't know what he's doing. But whatever he's doing, it ain't working. He ain't. He is aged so poorly in his face and his defensive scheme. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Another open battle, I would say. No, no, I, I covered them all. Quarterback, tight end, guard, linebacker, and cornerback. All of those should be open 
for whoever can pull it off. And I'm hoping to see Selden. I mean, I don't know. Andre, how can he be, how, it, it can't be that hard. It, it can't be, you, here, you're a cornerback. You, you see this guy in front of you, he's the wide receiver. Now he's going to try and catch this ball. You, since we do man-to-man -man mostly, you are responsible for this guy right here. And if you look at anything Andre Selden's done, you know he understands that. He takes pride in that. This kid is too smart and too good to do whatever they've done. And guess what? If he trips and falls the first time, he's not going to hang his head and cry like a little lady. He's not going to be like, ah, oh, my feelings. Did anybody ever ask me about my, my feelings? I tripped and they called me for holding. Oh, my feelings. No, he's going to get up, dust himself off, and then shut the dude down the next play and the play after that, and the play after that. Because that's what cornerbacks do, and I have faith that Andre Selden can do that. I just have faith. Maybe, maybe I shouldn't have faith. Maybe I shouldn't. But we should. there should be a battle for it. To say that Vincent Gray, everything he's done this season, is worth keeping his job, you're nuts. You're absolutely nuts. And maybe, maybe our, our offense maybe runs better if our quarterback isn't trying to throw it through, not to, through our wide receivers, literally through them, creating a, a hole, a deficit where their one body part used to be, just trying to throw it through them, even when it's just wide open as in Blake Horam was in the red zone where we missed out on a touchdown because Jill Milton Wanted to throw it through him and overthrew him. Wide open. Wide, wide open. I, I want to be a big Joe Milton fan. I, I really, really do. Everything I've ever heard this, this kid say, I'm like, yes, I love this kid's work ethic. I love what he's doing. I love this. And I'm just getting straight kicked in the nards with his performance. Well, not me. We all are. We are all getting kicked in the nuts by his performance. And yeah, if he can if he can throw over 300 yards back-to-back -back games and he's obviously missing people. I mean, missing missing wide open wide receivers, overthrowing wide open receivers. Could you only imagine what a, a quarterback could do if he could actually survey the field and actually throw the ball at a at a decent speed? For somebody to catch, he could have been over 400 yards probably two, three games in a row. It says a lot. So, Cade McNamara, good luck, my friend. I saw some really good passes. Now, people say, well, he didn't have a great second drive. Well, yeah, but your coaching staff didn't really help out Cade McNamara. I don't even know why I did this. Cade with the fingers. Cade McNamara on the second drive when you're fourth and five and you run into the punter. Yeah, it's not like our defense was shutting him down all game. And you'd be like, yeah, even if we give him a first down, they're going to go three and out. No, no, they moved the length of the field and scored. That's on you, Harbaugh. That's on you. And then you put even more pressure on this poor kid to come out and do something. And the driving rain and all that kind of baloney. Yeah. Seriously. That's what you do.
That's what you did, Harbaugh. That's worth $7 million a year, apparently, right? You can't fire Don Brown, and that's not worth $7 million a year. You can't do anything. You're just going to continue. I want to be your biggest fan, Harbaugh. I do, because you were the first Michigan quarterback I ever knew. As a fan, you were the first Michigan quarterback I ever knew. And you suck right now. You absolutely suck. You're not, I don't know what happened to you. You suck and I hate it. I hate feeling this way about you. I hate it. But you're keeping that fossil Don Brown around and it's ruining our defense. It's straight ruining him. If you don't think our kids have given up, re-watch the game, dude. Re-watch the game. They've given up. It's over. They do not care about Grandpa No Blitz. They just don't care. Okay, so let's get into some numbers for this fantastic Battle of the Titans. One in three Rutgers and one in three Michigan. In what universe would you ever think we would be one in three suffering one of the worst defeats in the history of the big house going up against Rutgers? And that's a challenge. Last time that was a challenge, I think Brady Hoke was our fucking, sorry, our head coach. Yeah. Or Rich Rod, one of those two disasters. So, when you look at this team, when you look at actually both teams, they're the same. Absolute the same. Disappointing at every at every turn. Verdal, Ver, uh, Verdral, their, their quarterback, eight, 82 for 130, 723 yards passing, 63%. Now, remember that, 63%. For five touchdowns and seven, count them seven interceptions. And he could be better than what we have going, maybe, if Cade McNamara doesn't win the starting position, which I don't think he's going to if we know Harbaugh by any stretch of the imagination. He's going to put, he's going to put Milton right back out there. And then you have Pacheco. So here's the thing. You know what? Screw all these numbers. All these numbers suck. It doesn't matter. You can look up. If you want to look up disappointing numbers, go for it. I got them right off of ESPN. Look them right up and cry like I did when I couldn't even believe that we were that similar. All I can tell you is this. This is what. This is exactly what Rutgers is going to do. Because we don't have our starting defensive ends, as I know. I think Quiddy Pace still not going to start this week. And you have a decent running back in Pacheco. You have a, a shit wide receiving core, so it doesn't. You're not going to. You're not going to expose our 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 cornerbacks because shit on shit kind of evens out, right? It doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. So what you're going to do is you're going to expose our edge because Don Brown has, apparently has only been coaching for six months because he can't stop that. He can't figure it out. Ask Wisconsin. Ask Wisconsin. They did it, and it was so obvious. You could see this play coming from a mile away. Our linebackers couldn't, I'll tell you that, could not. And if they didn't, if they did notice it, they didn't want to take care of it. Our defensive ta our defensive ends that were converted defensive tackles, nah, nope, nah, we're not going to, we are not, we are not going to get the edge on this. So that's exactly what Rutgers is going to do. They're not going to throw the ball. They're not, I guarantee you, they're not going to throw it very much. And they're going to expose the edge. They're going to do speed, this and end around that and hit us right up the middle. 
And that's everything they're going to do. Because our linebackers, did you see? Did you see how many yards they, Wisconsin got up the middle? I'm not saying that Rutgers is going to be overly productive at this because Rutgers is Rutgers and they suck. But they're going to try. And we're not much better. So they will be successful half the time. That's what they're going to do. They're going to hit the edge or they're going to go right up the middle and we're going to just let them. And occasionally we'll stop them because when it's third and seven, they're going to throw some lazy ass out pass and Vincent Gray may trip and actually defend it. So we'll get out of a few third and sevens, third and eights, because their running game isn't great. Their offensive line isn't great, but neither is ours. And we recruit 20 classes higher than Rutgers. Hell, I would even say 40 classes higher than Rutgers we recruit. But yet, we're not going to be overly dominant in this game. Go figure that. <laughs> yeah, go figure that. And then, I mean, just to give you an idea, Rutgers defense, two interceptions, seven forced fumbles, seven forced fumbles, by the way, seven, four, seven fumbles recovered, and seven sacks. Now, think about that. And I want to give you this, our numbers. You're going to be shocked. You're going to be shocked. Here, the, the amazing Michigan defense. One interception. Six sacks. One forced fumble and one fumble recovery. Yeah, yeah. They have seven forced fumbles. And we've got one. <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, we got one. One interception. We're pathetic. We're awful. Just stinky. In every way you can think stinky, we are stinky. I don't know who's going to be good in this game. I don't know who they're going to put in this game. I mean, Charbonnet seems pissed off because he's not getting the ball nearly as much. I mean, obviously, if it was up to me, like I had posed earlier, I would definitely have two running backs that I count on, just like last season. It's not very hard. This What I would do isn't very hard. Nope. Two running backs. Every every once in a while, you'd see Corum and you'd see Evans. Maybe you'd see them in the slot because they're super shifty and fast. But I wouldn't take away I wouldn't take away attempts from either Charbonnet or Haskins. I wouldn't do that for them. Not yet, anyways. <laughs> I I just I don't I don't know why we try to be the smartest guy in the field. Why don't we just be the best guy on the field? How about that? When we play lesser teams, why don't we just be the best guy on the field and try to be the smartest? All right? I know a lot of smart guys who get their ass beat in fights. A lot. But I don't know a lot of guys who are the best in the ring or the best on the field or the best on the court that lose most of the time. Unless they start thinking, I need to be the smartest guy here. Dumb. That's a dumb guy move, trying to be the smartest guy on the field. Then, here's the keys to victory. Woohoo! Let's get to them. Keys to victory. Stop being stupid with the play calls. Uh, good example. When you're fourth and one, at the one, don't put your six foot five, 245 pound quarterback in the shotgun. Don't do it. Don't do it. How about that? Don't do it when you know our offensive line is struggling to block dudes. Do not, do not do it. How about that? I wouldn't do that. Tom Brady has made a Hall of Fame career just getting up 
right underneath the center and falling forward for a touchdown. That ain't the smartest guy move in the world, but guess what? It effing works. It effing works. Ask Tom Brady. But we got to put our big man in the shotgun because we're going to show them we are cool. I mean, it's better than, I guess, the Wildcat. But, sorry about that. <laughs> I got so excited I hit the stupid pause button. We'll push everything away here. So, in my, uh, in my exuberance, <laughs> I won't pause the stupid podcast. For you on YouTube, uh, you get a little, you get a little treat. I mean, not much of a treat; it's a morsel, but whatever. Um, better quarterback play, another key to victory. I don't know which quarterback will show up. If you're going to ask me, this is what I think is going to happen. You're going to see Joe Milton start the game. Start the game now. If he struggles, say the first two outings, he throws two interceptions. You're going to see Cade McNamara in there immediately, immediately. If not, I'd say even if you see an unproductive unproductive first quarter, you're going to see Cade McNamara in the second. Then going into the third, you'll see uh, Milton again. And if he can't do it again in the third, you're going to see Cade McNamara in the fourth. That's how I see it. You're going to, Harbaugh is going to give the incumbent, as you can say, the incumbent uh, quarterback the start, and, the start of each the game and the half to, to prove his medal, right? To prove what he has. Might not happen, but who knows? It's Rutgers, false positives. You're going to get a fake result anyways. Um, D tackles actually have to do their job. They just can't stand there and look like, hey, like ah, ah, oh, I'm getting in there. Oh, I'm not really moving, but ah, look at me. Ugh. They actually have to do something. They got to push the line of scrimmage back. They actually have to put some pressure on this awful offensive line, which Rutgers has. Rutgers isn't great. They lost to Illinois, and Illinois is awful. Oh, they might be as just as good as us because they allowed 40-some-odd points to Wisconsin as well. <sighs> what world are we living in? I mean, I just... what? I mean, what? What is what world are we living in where this is a real conversation where I'm not just glowing, just gushing about how great Michigan's offense is going to be, how we're going to put up 500 fucking yards of total offense, maybe even 600 total yards of offense against this awful Rutgers team, and Joe Milton is just going to throw the ball so many times and look so amazing, and Ronnie Bell and all just... Corum and Roman Wilson and everybody's just going to kill it and we should just be dancing in the streets. But no, this is a legitimate thing where we might lose to Rutgers. I've got to be panicked and have anxiety because we might lose to Rutgers. The Scarlet Knights, Rutgers. This is the world we live in. Because Jim Harbaugh decided he's going to be a helicopter coach. Mr. Hey, I want to hug you and tell you how much I care about you instead of telling you to go F yourself and do better or sit the bench. Instead of being that... Okay, sorry guys. I thought, I, I thought my phone had stopped recording. God, this has been one hell of an episode. Okay. DN's mind blower here. I know it's going to blow your mind, but they need to keep the edge. That's right. They need to stop 
speed sweeps, end arounds. That's right. That's the defensive end's freaking job. That's right. And once he stops that, and you know what else is the defensive end's job? Is to blow up pulling guards or tackles so they can stop the run. You may not get the tackle. That's why the defensive line is the unsung hero of every team. Just like the offensive line is the unsung hero of every offensive team. It's because they do the work that needs to be done. So the, the skilled players, like on the offense, the quarterback, running back, can do great skilled things to make everyone look great. And the defensive line blows up tackles, pulling guards, and around plays, those things. So the so the the linebackers, right? So the linebackers can get and make big plays. That's what they do. It's been that way from the get, from the creation of football. But no, Dr. No Blitz has got such a complicated, such a complicated defense that a freshman dare not, you better not even try. Because you you can't even understand the complexities of this defense that allows 600 yards a game to Ohio State. That's complex, boys. 600, maybe even 1,000. You could probably see 1,000 total yards by Ohio State in, our, in this game December 12th. You could. You legitimately could. Because we are giving up. We're just boom, boom, who? We're like Oprah. Like, under your seat, here's 1,000 yards. Here's 100 yards. Under your seat, everybody gets 100 yards. Yes, that's right. We're giving up about 500 total yards per game. Everybody gets it. We are the defensive version of Oprah. That's what we're doing. Just call it the Oprah defense, everybody, because that's what we're doing. Everybody, every fat, ugly, stupid house mom's looking underneath their fucking chair, and guess what? They're getting a hundred total yards from this player and this player and that player and this player. Whoa! I can't stand Don Brown. Anyways, gotta stop the run. They're gonna run. They're gonna hit the edge. We gotta stop that run. Another key to victory. And then limit the drop passes. Now, if Joe Milton could stop trying to throw through our wide receivers and actually put this thing that we call touch on them. And when you actually see a quarterback that we have put touch on a football, you see some of the best catches you can see from our wide receivers. Giles Jackson actually became a pretty good wide receiver in that game. You saw how he separated himself? For that two-point conversion? Did you see Sam or Steele jump up and get that ball? Sorry, guys. I saw this head cold. Amazing. When you actually put touch on the football and place it to where they can actually put their human hands on the ball, not mechanical hands that can handle a howitzer shot, amazing what our wide receivers can do. Amazing. Maybe even Eric Forty Hands, a.k.a. Eric All, Mr. Dropsies, can actually hold on to the ball. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe he can. Even Eubanks, who I think runs around with a sleep mask on because he can't seem to catch anything or even know where the ball's at. But you actually, to be quite honest, when you saw, when you saw Cade McNamara in there, who came down with a great catch? Eubanks! <laughs> I, I don't know what to tell you. When you try to constantly throw through people, don't be shocked when they don't catch the ball. Just don't. 
Don't be shocked when they don't catch the ball. You know what Mark Duper? See, most of you young heads have no idea who Mark Duper is. Let me give you a little history lesson before we get out of here tonight. Dan Marino was picked, I don't know, 39th or something in the uh, class of 83, which was one of the best NFL classes for quarterbacks. Elway, Jim Kelly, do your homework. You'll find out who these, these fossils are. We're all drafted. And Dan Marino had quite the cannon on him. Well, he got into the Miami Dolphins, and he had a wide receiver called Mark Duper. Now, Mark Duper uh, wasn't what you would say a great wide receiver, but good for the Miami Dolphins. Got him to the Super Bowl. One, but that was it. Anyways, whenever Dan Marino would throw a ball so hard that he couldn't catch, he would look at Marino and be like, that's on you. Throw the ball so I can catch it, and I'll catch the ball. You throw it too hard, that's on you. Get out of my face. I'm paraphrasing, but it's right around that time. Look it up. Google, I'm sure, has it. But it's true. Don't throw the ball so hard that these guys can't win. You're not going to impress anybody. There's going to be no girls who would be like, oh, did you see how, how hard he threw it? Oh, my God, he threw it so hard. Oh, my God. Personally, I, I'm, I don't want to give up on Milton, but I just want to see what Cade has. Because... It looks like our wide receivers can actually do something when you give them the opportunity to do something. When you're not trying to bust their hands, bust the flesh right off their hands, they can actually do something. So, guys, in years past, it has been great to be a Michigan Wolverine. Right now, it's it's trying. It's very trying to be a Michigan Wolverine. Uh, who has it better than us? Well, anybody who puts on a helmet has anything better to do than we do. We are awful at this point. But, but we will get there. I have, still have faith we will be great once again. And guys, you know I'm on all, all social media. Just check it out. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff. Go to Apple Podcasts, rate and review. DM me, I'll send you a sticker. This sticker, I got plenty of them. Get that bad boy. I'll send them to you. And guys, forever and for always, go blue.